Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. With new track. With new track. We've got new track. New track, it's real track. Everybody loves that track that we got. And it's lower decks. Uh hello everyone. <laughs> Someone's excited. Uh, get back, I gotta get back on the rails here. Uh this is uh Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast where uh Stevie Manns and myself, Aki Burmese, talk about Star Trek. It's been a little bit of a break because there was no new content. And we watched some movies, which we hope you enjoyed. And now we're back to new stuff because Lower Decks is putting out a new season. So we're starting today with Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 1, entitled Strange Energies. The start date for today's episode is start date 32813.7. And you know what? Let's just get into it. Let's just run this mother down. Let's hit it. It's time to run it down. Can you run it? It's Lower Decks. Um, yep, it is. Yep. <laughs> Lower Decks now. Okay. <laughs> oh, so many technical issues today. So, hey, listen, technical issues, technical initiatives, technical initiatives. I can't say the words. We have more than just technical, technical issues. Initi- technical, technical initiatives, technical, technical issues. Technical, excuse me. Technical? They are technical issues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's like a trick that I can't say the word. Let's begin talking about the episode. We begin with Mariner being interrogated by a strange Cardassian woman. Cardassian woman wants to know how things are going on the Cerritos. And Mariner tells her things are going great. She's working with her mom. Things are going great. They're really kicking butt. She fights her way out. The Cardassian woman... Uh, calls on some back uh, backup from some other people, and Mariner fights uh, her way out of those people. And then uh, uh, the, the 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 she takes that woman hostage, and she drags her out into the hallway, and she's trying to get herself off. Well, I guess would be like a Cardassian space station that she's trying to escape from, and uh, you know, doing it all by herself. And we see Boimler there, t- you know, captured and. Uh, she leaves him behind and he calls out to her, I'm a hologram. Would you leave your real friend behind? And we go, oh, this might be a holodeck program. And she's talking to the Cardassian as she's taking her hostage, as she's trying to run and get out of there, talking about how she has issues with her mother and how working together has made them work. They're working great and it's breath and real closeness. But one of the parting shots she gives to holographic Boimler is that now that he's gone, her new best friend is her mother and she hates it. She's interrupted in all this by the Andorian Jennifer who tells her that the captain would like to see Mariner in the ready room. Uh, when Jennifer leaves, Mariner says, as much as, you know, she, there's supposed to be mutual respect among the crew, she hates that Andorian. I sense a, I sense a running joke coming. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, she resumes the program, and boom, we go into credits. So we find out what's going on. The Cerritos is finishing a diplomatic mission of second contact 
on the planet of Abergos. We're going to call it Abergos because that's what I wrote down here. And that's how I think it sounded. I never hear the planet names. Or I never, I, yeah, I know. But I always miss them. I'm, I'm always like looking at the planet or some shiny thing and I miss the name. Yeah. I mean, if when if we weren't doing this podcast, I would not remember the planet. The only reason I remember it is because I write it down when I hear it. <laughs> and probably wrong. So Mariner and Freeman in the ready room. And Freeman is also sort of tired of working with Mariner. Uh, as we hear in her voice over in her captain's log, she's like, things are going great, but all these side quests that Mariner wants to do that she feels compelled to let Mariner do to keep the peace. And just as she says that, Mariner says that she wants to go down to the capital city of Abergos because they never cleaned up after their industrial revolution. She wants to try and power wash just a few of the buildings to get to let them know like how it could be if it was clean. And uh, we find out that Ransom is also there. He's been waiting for orders the whole time, and he's kind of bristling at the fact that he's being ignored by Freeman so that Mariner can go on and on about things. And he's waiting for orders because he has to give like contact numbers to the Abergosian ambassador. Said it flawlessly. And uh, Freeman says, okay, go do that, and also uh, give, Rans- give Mariner whatever she needs. So later on, Mariner's in the bunks with Rutherford and Tendi, and as folks may remember, <clears throat> last time on Lower Decks. I haven't had to use my reverb for a while. This is exciting. You know, I had to, you had to really get the gunk out there and use my low voice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boimler left. He, he sort of uh, uh, took advantage of a, of a situation uh, at the end of last season to get himself transferred and promoted to command staff on the Titan working under Captain Will Riker and uh, sort of left his friends in the lurch. So they're using Boimler's bunk for storage. It's got a lot of junk on it and stuff. And they're talking about how Boimler, you know, left them and he's probably got a sweet, super cool, like whole room to himself now and all this stuff. Rutherford explains that he has a date with Barnes that night. Barnes, as we may remember from last season, is a trill that Rutherford went on a date with. that didn't go super well, like it kind of was going well, but then uh, she wasn't like sort of like nerdy enough or whatever. Anyway, ever since last time on Lower Decks, when Rutherford almost got killed and had to rip his implant out and basically had amnesia, he's been doing some things slightly different. Apparently, he's going out with Barnes again. It's his third date. Now, Tendi seems a bit put out by this. She asks uh, Mariner uh, if if Rutherford seems a bit off. He's like dating Barnes again, and this is their third date. And also, apparently, he didn't used to like pears, but now he likes pears. And Tendi says she's worried that he's suffering from SMD, which is an acronym I wrote the meaning of later in my notes. So hold on tight. And she needs to say, meanwhile, we're on the planet and Ransom's having a tough time with the Abergosian ambassador. Synthetic memory disintegration. It's synthetic memory disintegration. Yes. Destruction. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. I think. I don't know. We'll find out when I get to my notes. I should have written it earlier, but I didn't. Ransom's having a tough time with the ambassador who won't pick basically what is essentially a phone number because he's like, oh, this is this number is too much like my ex. And he's like, this is just a thing. So when we say call the Ambergosian ambassador, it goes to you. But he won't decide. And Mariner's not being helpful because she's got her power washing backpack on and she wants to power wash. And she uncovers some weird ancient art. But then she also uncovers some weird super crystal that starts to light up with things. And she calls it, quote, some sci-fi stuff is happening. And... Uh, it think, it's like building up an energy and it looks like it's about to explode and Ransom runs over to try and save Mariner from the explosion. And he gets struck by this weird sci-fi stuff. The doc beams in and they talk about how uh, they, they scan Mariner and apparently he's he's been sort of like infected with strange energies. Dun, 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 the name of the show. 
Yeah. So Ransom eyes, Ransom's Ransom's is his eyes glow. And he starts hovering. And he says, You mortals tire me. And he heals himself. And he starts doing all kinds of weird stuff. And he's like working out with trees. And uh, uh Freeman is seeing this. Captain Freeman is seeing this on the ship, and they're all freaking out because he's like doing a lot of weird stuff, and they can't seem to get these strange energies under control. Just at this moment, uh, Captain Freeman also gets a call from her husband, Admiral Freeman, and and she rushes off to the ready room, and he's like, hey, just checking in on the mission. She's like, oh, it's going great. Going super, super great. Uh, second contact, and he's saying, listen, you're doing such a great job, you know, with Mariner there and stuff like that, and, the, you know, you did such great stuff with the thing that happened at the end of last season that there's a possible promotion in it for Captain Freeman to a capital ship. Ooh. So uh, the captain runs back out of the ready room and she orders Mariner to get Ransom under control and get him back on the ship and they got to get out of there. Meanwhile, Tendi has got um, Rutherford with like a bunch of, what do you call it? Electrodes or whatever on his head and chest and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, I'm checking like, for SMD. And what are they called? Electrodes? I don't think, I don't know if that's right. Kind of. We'll go with that. But, but yeah, sure. Electrodes. And she's basically shocking him and surprising him and beating him up to quote, rejump his cybernetics. And then she tests him with a weird riddle and he fails and she shocks him again. And she says she's doing it to help him because she thinks he has SMD. And Rutherford is like, you know what? I got to get out of here. I'm late for my date. Uh, which Tendi, you know, there's, there's a moment here where she could be like, you know what? I've gone too far. But instead she goes, no, I haven't gone far enough. Meanwhile, on the planet, that's all happening. While on the planet, Ransom is now referring to himself in the third person, has made the moon disappear. He basically turns everyone on the planet, except for Mariner, the doctor, and the ambassador, into versions of himself, other Ransoms uh, with glowing eyes. Uh, they try to do an emergency transport and he breaks that and then he detaches his head from his body and makes it grow in size and sends it up into space. Meanwhile, Rutherford's on a date with Barnes and it's going super great. And she's like, hey, do you want to come swimming with me and some of the girls after the shift is over? And Rutherford's like, yeah, I totally would love to do that. And Barnes is like, hey, there's your friend behind you. I think she's going to shoot you. And Tandy's trying to shoot Rutherford with this thing because she still thinks he has SMD. So she's chasing Rutherford. He's running away from her. Barnes is like, hey, just give me a call when you're ready to go swimming. Uh, meanwhile, Ransom's giant head rushes up to the ship. A red alert is called. Alert. He literally headbutts the ship because he's a big dumb jock. Uh, his body is on the planet. Basically, him and all the other Ransoms that he's created are making a bunch of gym equipment. Uh, and the doc basically suggests, why don't we try boosting his power? Like, shoot all the phasers and everything into him so to, quote, short out his godliness. So the Cerrito shoots the head with phasers, and it only makes him stronger and bigger and glow more. And so uh, uh, basically Freeman talks to Ransom. She's like, I can't, this is not working. So maybe I'll talk to him and finds out that Ransom is upset, essentially, that Mariner has, you know, taken over his position in the captain's estimation. She, he, he was her number one. And now Mariner has been her number one. And he hates it. He doesn't think they like working together, but they're pretending they do. And he hates it. Uh, Rutherford being chased by Tendi with her gun puts up a force field against her. And it's at this moment she realizes that, hey, you know what? He doesn't have, ha, 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 synthetic memory degradation. Degradation. That's SMD. And so they sit down and they start talking. Basically, Tendi's worried that, listen, if if Rutherford is changing so much, like dating Barnes and like liking uh, pears now that he didn't, then maybe he doesn't want to be friends with Tendi anymore. Maybe he doesn't know if he likes her anymore. And Rutherford lowers the force field and says, how could I not still think of you as my greatest friend. You recklessly use science to save my life. 
even though it was dangerous. He pledges his friendship and science, and they hug. And that's great. Meanwhile, uh, Ransom, the big head, is screaming at the ship and saying that Mariner and Freedom hate working together. And Mariner and Freeman, they agree. Uh, but that doesn't stop Ransom from taking the ship, biting the ship in his mouth, and basically spitting it out. And then he grows weird space hands out of clouds, and now he's grabbing the ship and holding it with his mouth. And Freeman basically says, no, power down the weapons. And she starts validating him. She says, you know, you were one of my greatest officers, blah, 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 blah. And he starts to power down. Apparently, this praise is his, like, a kryptonite. But Mariner's not with it. She's like, this is not going to work. And Freeman's like, stand down! Uh, but uh, And it's working. It's like, it's happening. All this praise is, like, making Ransom feel good. But then Ransom takes it too far. And he's like, you know what? I want to be captain. And Mariner's like, uh, Freeman's like, whoa, 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 buddy. This is my ship. And Ransom's like, I want to be captain. And he goes to bite the ship again. And then, for some reason, he stops. And he kind of, like, Ugh! And then his head gets small and it shrinks down and it floats back down to Earth. Why? Because as we go back to the surface of the planet, Mariner has found Ransom's god body and is kicking it repeatedly in the nards. Uh, So the head floats all the way back down to the body, connects, vomits like a (laughs) psychedelic vomit. Uh, uh, Mariner keeps kicking him because his eyes keep lighting up. The doc finally shows up with a boulder, drops the boulder on him. Everything reverts. People turn back into themselves. Ambassador shows up, picks a number, and tells him to get the hell off his planet. Ransom, uh, this is our little epilogue. He's in sickbay, totally naked for no reason. And there's a little subplot where Stevens is, like, just completely worships Ransom. So he's reading to Ransom and Mariner and her mother in the ready room. And they both agree, like, you know what? It was great, but maybe we need to, like, you know, set up some boundaries and they both agree, like, maybe they can work together every now and again, but not, you know, all the time. And then uh, Freeman has Mariner taken to the brig. Uh, everything's back to normal. And the crew, of, you know, Tendy and Rutherford are hanging out with Mariner while she's buying a force field in the bridge. And they're like, I wonder what Boim was up to. He's probably having a great time. Cut to Boimler on the Titan in a firefight with some sort of beast. Riker is gleeful. Yeah, the ship is, is being attacked by energy weapons and they're flying into an anomaly and they go directly into the anomaly. Riker screams triumphantly and Boimler screams in terror. And here endeth the rundown of season two, episode one, Lower Decks, Strange Energies. Good job. You did that in probably... What? How long did it take? Forever? About 10 minutes. Yeah! Maybe a little more. Good job. Hey. I'm doing my best here. Yeah. There's a lot. You know, they pack a lot into these 25 and a half minute episodes. Like 25 or 22. It might be. I think this was long. I think this was 24, 25. I'm not sure. Uh, All right. But, you know, they're they're full. It's like entertainment, man. It's a full episode of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Even it's not an hour, but it's got it's got beats. It's got all the beats. What did you think? Do you think it was a solid opening for season two? Excuse me. Yes, I do. I thought it was uh, mm-hmm. super fun. Had a lot of great jokes in it. Uh, comes back with, you know, some some of those like Star Trek tropes, which, you know, we love. Like yeah. people getting. Trek tropes. Uh, tro- tra- Trek tropes. Um, getting like uh, turned into weird gods by energy weapons and stuff. And uh, uh, and also it's got some interpersonal stuff. You know, I, I guess our big thing was like wondering like Marin or her mother have made up at the end of season one. So maybe everything's going to be hunky dory forever. And it turns out, no, it's not. And and I also mm-hmm. liked that we, I was curious if we were going to be like jumping back and forth between the Titan and the Cerritos. 
but I guess we're doing sort yeah. of like a discovery season three kind of deal where it's like the first episode maybe. is just mm-hmm. one, one of the main characters and maybe episode two will be Boimler going into this anomaly. I have no idea. Anyway, I loved it. What about you? Um, I did. I thought it was good. It was one of those where there, you're right. There was a lot happening and there was a lot of like, deep trek references there's like tos references tng references trills so you know like probably you know throwing in a lot of deep space nine for yes. like trill and yeah. symbiont well, stuff. the the cardassian mm-hmm. interrogation is very deep space nine yeah no i liked it i i didn't laugh as much as i maybe because i was just like was hoping for some you know like like i was so excited about season one and i think like i loved i did enjoy it but i was i i don't know I didn't love the first episode. I'm so surprised. I didn't. I, I did. Time. I liked it a lot, but I think maybe I was a bit like, because it, it doesn't feel as familiar. Like, um, Boimler's not there. Shax yeah. isn't there. Um, well, Shax and is dead. Shaq Long Boimler, may he Shaq rest. Dead. However, his um, voice actor was credited in the credits. Did you notice? I didn't notice that, but ooh, mm-hmm. flashback, mm-hmm. flashback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. he gets Nemesis reborn on maybe. Romulans. We shall see. Nemesis slash, um, what's her tush? Oh, God. I keep <laughs> saying tush uh, when I can't remember someone's name. Tasha Yar. Ah, uh, yes. Tasha Yar. You know, well, that's true. We could Romulans do a Tasha Yar. Cloning people. Where, yes. And stuff. Yes. Where he comes back as his Romulan self <clears throat> or something. Yeah. That could be weird. That could be weird. Uh, no, but, I agree. I think obviously, but I feel like it's going to, I mean, listen, we don't have to get crazy here. We're two super nerds, so we will. I feel like it's going to build, it builds the tension because we don't have Boimler. We are going to, we're going to be so much more satisfied when Boimler and Mariner and Rutherford and Tendi are all back together, you know? Yeah. So we're kind of. Rutherford still not himself yet. Yeah. He Will doesn't he really remember be? who he is. No. He's, he's, and their, their plot line is very B plot line because we're really dealing with uh, Mariner and her mother a lot. And we, but mm-hmm. we got a lot of things that may, I feel like are plot hooks for the season. Which I enjoyed. Like, Mariner and her mother not necessarily working out. Uh, Rutherford's amnesia. Tendy's, uh, like, her feelings about Rutherford as a friend. Or are they are they more? Who knows? And uh, Rutherford and Barnes, is that going to be a thing? Seems like it might be. Also, uh, Boimler. Uh, Boimler, obviously Stand what Boimler's on doing on Titan. What's going on on Titan. But I think most interesting for me was that very little... Uh, thing with uh, between Freeman and Freeman, that oh. that Captain Freeman might get a promotion to a a, a, a capital ship if she plays her cards right. Which mm-hmm. of course, you know, she's been bemoaning the situation with the Cerritos and their missions since last season. So mm-hmm. I think there's many things in the in the offing. Interesting. I wonder. It's 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 funny because you know I think now I'm looking at Lower Decks with the same lens as like TNG or some of the movies. And I think some of the, the criticisms of the TNG movies were that some of the other bridge characters didn't really get the development in the movies. Yeah. You know, like Daisy got a lot of development. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if like Ransom's going to get like a really good storyline or is like Dr. Ta'ana going to get a really good storyline? You know, I'm yeah, curious. But I do feel like we know a lot about Ran- We know he went to Barcelona, Barcelona. and he likes to sing songs. He likes True. to work out. But he doesn't uh, get a lot, but like, and this was sort of an episode about Ransom, but not really. Yeah, this was Ransom was just upset that he had been usurped by Mariner. Yeah. Well, 
Should we move on to quotable moments? Let's move on to quotable moments. Quotable moments. <laughs> Did you spit your tea out? It was almost very nearly happened. <laughs> oh, it's, it sounded right, but also, what the what? Oh, there it is. I bet you. <laughs> quotable moments. You were very close. Thanks. Well, you know, did I did do it myself. I'm just saying, you know, pitch perfect. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of quotes that I really enjoyed. Uh, <clears throat> even in the cold open, I really enjoyed when Mariner resumes the program and they're still flying and she's goes back to the controls they're being shot out in a dogfight in space people pew, 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 pew and she starts squatting at the thing and the Cardassian says why are you squatting we're gonna die stop that and mariner says i can't it's leg day i thought that was great <laughs> that's a really dumb joke uh, i know i feel like i know what your quote is that you're gonna like because you texted to, oh to you do because right i spoiled i spoiled right before it for I took you off, i'm so sorry right before i took off sorry uh and then you were like airplane mode, and I couldn't. No, it's all right. I, I literally, I mean, my I literally had to turn my phone off a second after you sent it. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you said airplane mode because you were. No, at me. I was on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my other favorite quote was uh, at the very end. Mariner says, "Love you, mom," as she's being dragged off the bridge and uh, in and taken to the brig. And Freeman says, "Love you too. Never disobey me again." <laughs> That was good. It's always good to have the last word, isn't it? Now, yes, exactly. Mm. Now, what is it? Would you like to share your quotable moment? I would love to share mine. Yes. Uh, Mariner to Ransom, when uh, she was explaining what had happened to him, and she said, You were trying to eat the ship, sir. I had to apply concentrated force to your neutral zone. Yes. Love that. In this instance, his neutral zone (laughs) being his nuts. (laughs) Uh, I mean, she may kick him maybe eight times. Oh, yeah, she had fun. She went to town. Yeah. It was she like... went to town. And then they dropped a rock on him. Yes, but that, that was the that was the TOS reference. That was, yeah, that was a TOS thing yeah. to, to uh, what the fuck's. Steven I've never Mitchell, seen that. Whatever. Gary Mitchell. I thought Gary Mitchell, Gary Mitchell was like the guy in Spandau Ballet. Oh, it was Gary Kent. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yes, gotta love the old Trek tropes of the thing turns an unsuspecting person into a sudden God and everyone races to stop them from becoming an omnipotent uh, destroyer and eater of worlds uh, by dropping a big rock on them. Always a solution. Or a bit like that TNG episode where data becomes a sun God. Yes. Yeah. Or do- the night God. I forget which one it was. It's, it's the night God. It happens in every, literally every franchise. Pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. do some Easter eggs. Some what, what? Easter eggs. Oh, did you have some Easter eggs? Let's Easter egg it. I have some Easter eggs. Yeah. You, you see mm. the song. Easter eggs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Zaki Burbies. I'm live on the scene of Lower Deck Season 2, Episode 1, Strange Energies. And we go now to Stevie Mads with the Easter eggs. Stevie, please. Aki, Aki, hello. Good to be here, always. Hello. Great to see you. Great to see you too. Uh, we have a few Easter eggs. I don't know how many we noticed, but uh, obviously the first one being the Gary Mitchell things. That was uh, from the original series. The original series, um, sixty-two to sixty-five. Yep. And Doctor Diana was like, I don't know how we how we did it. Kirk dropped dropped a boulder on him, and then at the end they did drop a boulder on him. Boom. Boom. Um, Cardassians. Obviously, the opening scene we have uh, Mariner being inter- interrogated by Cardassians, and there are all of these lights. And Boimler says they keep showing me lights. Nice yes, little throwback indeed. to 
I think it was champion of some. I forget the episode. Mm -hmm. Champion I can't of remember something. The name either, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Oh, one of my favorites was the Sonic Shower. Did you notice that? No. So when was the Sonic Shower? When Mariner was like cleaning the buildings. Oh yeah, she was using yes, yeah. totally. Sonic Shower Power Washer. I forgot about <laughs> Sonic Showers. What a ridiculous concept. It is, but the funny thing, we've never seen them. That was the first time I we've think ever we really seen one. I did see them. Ugh, Voyager, we sort it. of saw it, but we didn't see it. There were a couple like dreamy, steamy scenes in Enterprise mm -hmm. when I think, um, I'm not going to say what's her tush. <laughs> <laughs> I can only remember the actor's real name, which is Jolene. She played the Vulcan. Why can't I remember characters' names today? I'm remembering all the actors' names. To Paul. Oh, to Paul. On Voyager. Oh, yeah. She had a couple like weird scenes when she was going through Vulcan uh puberty thing where that happens inconveniently to both her and Spock. And she had to take a shower and she has a weird fantasy about trip. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that was in a sonic shower. Oh yeah. You're yeah. right. I take it back. Why do I remember that? It's because I have an excited memory of Star Trek, not because mm -hmm. it was a hot, steamy scene and I was a teenage boy. No, I was yeah. older than that, so I have no excuse. <laughs> Let's edit that out. Anyway, <laughs> we have seen Sonic showers. I approve. Someone, someone somewhere has proof. Uh huh. Um, did you notice at the beginning the credits slightly changed? I did notice uh, they were shorter, too. I th I wasn't. Maybe they made them a little bit shorter so they could make the episodes I longer. Need to, we need to run but them. Uh, I need to run it was, them. Side I by side. only spotted it in one bit where, like, it was the the sort of ship confrontation with the Borg, mm -hmm. and there was an extra couple of ships, and one was a pack led ship, which is yes. obviously from the la like the finale right. of the last season. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, little Easter eggs in the the, the thingies. Now, am yes. I being funny? But I noticed that the stars looked different they were kind of like colorful rather than just like the white ones they were almost kind of yeah, like oh, interesting. light colored i need to look back to season one to confirm that but like there was just some the colors just looked a little bit different and a bit brighter so i wondered if that's because you know sometimes when they upgrade in pixar and you get like these new kind of things i yeah. wondered if that was like a new i'm curious um, you're thinking you're making me think maybe there's like an overarching longer plot here oh like really? a season-long arc of some sort with colors? I don't know. Because Bormler went into the anomaly. Maybe that they, Cerritos has to go in after the Titan to save them or something. And they go to like upside down space, but not the mirror mm. universe. Oh, man. A Lower Decks mirror universe episode. So fun. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Oh, yeah. I always love <sighs> the mirror universe. And the one last one I had was like LDS. So when Rutherford is like running away from Tendi and he refers to synthetic memory den deg degradation. degradation as... LDS. Mm -hmm. Now, if, I think the first obvious thing is that like most fans refer to Lower Decks as LDS. Yes. But mostly it's also a joke from one of the Star Trek movies with Kirk when he um, refers to LSD as LDS, saying that Spock did a bit too much LDS back in the 60s. Wow. So that's like a deep cut. But Crazy. I think like because Rutherford said LDS versus LSD... And I think that was it was a, it was a reference to something. I'm just not sure which one. I it was. totally missed that. That's yeah. very keen. Look who's, look who's so keen. Hmm. But anyway, 
<clears throat> well, uh, yes. there, there, there we have it, Aki. That's it. That's us from uh, the Easter eggs here down on the lower deck scene. So uh, back to you in the studio. Thank you very much. And tune in next week where we'll get more Easter eggs, I'm sure, here on uh, Easter egg sec- segment of the show that we do. <laughs> back to you, normal people. Uh, next time? Yeah, let's head to next time. Let's see if it works. Next time. Is it working? Set phasers. Hey! hey! There it is. We're back, baby, in every way. Listen, you people listening out there, you're so great. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, you can go back and catch some old episodes, uh, or you can catch it every Monday, new, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, just check it out because we're going to be going down the list. Oh, I'm supposed to tell you what we're doing next week. I don't know what the name of the episode is because they're coming out week to week and I'm not going to look it up. But we'll be doing episode two of season two of Star Trek Lower Decks. Indeed. And of course, if you want to follow us on all of the social media channels, I have taken a little break from the social media, but I'm getting back to it. We are at Set Phasers and at Set Phasers podcast on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Indeed. Meme Game Strong. Look who's keen. Meme Game Strong. Stevie Meme Game Strong. I tried to come up with a nickname and just made it longer. Uh, Also, if you want to support our continuing mission to discover what else Star Trek has in store for us, Lower Decks or otherwise, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash setphasers. Let me review that. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com setphasers, which is how I should do all of our reads from now on. I agree. I don't know why it's taken us one whole year Mm -hmm. to figure that out. Sure. <laughs> well, is that us? Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Stevie Mans. And I'm doing a bad impersonation of William Shatner. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. <laughs> that didn't work. End program. Well, I liked it. <laughs> Computer. <Thanks. laughs> it's hard to do Computer. a one word Shatner. Yeah. 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 Computer. End the program. <laughs>